Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Check one, two. How many times a day do you brush your teeth? Check, check. Which? Which teeth? teeth. There's certain ones that I brush twice a day. <laughs> Others I leave alone completely. Bottom, I never brush. <laughs> Top, seven times a day. The heck, left molar? Fifteen times. Fifteen times. Just that, just, just the one on the left. Right. I'm very specific about my dental hygiene. Fun fact. Yeah. The toothbrush was invented in Kentucky. Otherwise, it would have been called the teeth brush. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Hey. Wow. <laughs> That just happened. That is the worst. Welcome to the My Print Story Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Marshall. This episode will be a little bit different. Okay, a lot different. It is my honor to have my favorite comedian on the planet in studio for this episode. This guy is not only one of the most talented singer-songwriters out there, but he's the most inappropriately hilarious guy I've ever met. He actually lives here in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and I'm trying very hard to be his new best friend, but I, I don't think it's working. I've asked Stephen Lynch to come to the podcast because he used to end his live show with this amazing, crazy version of Purple Rain, so I apologize in advance that we go off on a lot of our tangents and we don't talk about prints nearly as much as we should so that's the thing side note you don't usually have to worry about bad language or adult content on this podcast however this episode might be a different story all right so now that's the long setup let's get into it and welcome Stephen lynch to the podcast ladies and gentlemen in the studio a person that needs no introduction Rod, Rod needs no introduction. And also with us, Stephen Lynch! How dare you. <laughs> I'm giving myself a tepid, uninterested clap. It's like a golf clap from that 80s movie with Charlie Sheen uh, and his brother. Men at work. Yeah. Oh, Those work. are just polite because you can't, you know, you're on a golf course. I'm just not interested in myself. You ever watch old 80s movies like Men at Work because back in the day you freaking loved that movie and you watch it as a grown-up and you're like, oh my god! Yeah. This is terrible. That golf clap was, to me, like the reason I went to see that movie. And it was the only funny part of the whole movie. That's correct. Yeah. What movie? Men at Work. Men at Work. Is that Emilio Estevez? Yes. And Charlie Sheen. The Directed Sheen by me, Emilio Estevez, and both of them starred in it. It was Written classic. by Martin Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote it while having a heart attack, while filming Apocalypse Now. Oh, wow. Oh, I have an idea. I have an idea. <laughs> Two sanitation workers. Oh, no, I don't know what it's about. I have no idea. <laughs> That's it. Is it? Yeah. Last time that I convinced you to come into the studio, which, by the way, just shows that you make very bad decisions. Yep. It was just before you did the Hello Kalamazoo, I think. Okay. And by the way, the show was hilarious. Thank you. I made sure I sat up front so I could be in the video, which I am not. You're not? I feel like you guys went out of your way to make sure I didn't make the video. I, I don't know. Well, yeah, there are a lot of sh reaction shots of the audience. And if you look closely where you're sitting, we just put a, a black <laughs> box right over your face. To, to be fair, that was my call. Uh, that was, no kidding. Yes. 
right. backstory for people listening who don't know. You guys hate each other. Well, Rod. Uh, let's not call it hate. So, so, so Rod, Rod, by the way, for those that don't know, a very talented guy that used to be your best friend. And um, how dare you? There's only room for a one best friend. Right. Yep. That's I right. live in Kalamazoo. Stephen Lynch lives in Kalamazoo. One day we're going to be close enough that I don't have to call him Stephen Lynch. I can just be like, hey, Steve. hey, Stevie. <laughs> That's yeah. what I do every time I call. I hope you never get comfortable <laughs> enough. <laughs> To call me Stevie. Stevie. <laughs> hey, Stevie. Lil, Lil Stevie, I like. Lil Stevie. I did a thing that all people hate. Well, all comedians hate. And that is, I looked at your Wikipedia page. <laughs> is it true that your nickname is Lynchy? <laughs> is that really on my That's, Wikipedia page? That is right up top. <sighs> no. Wikipedia is a font of misinformation. It's Lynchy. 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 I mean, maybe like... A couple people may in my life have at one point, but no, it's not like a nickname. I, mean, I do call you that behind your back. In 2019, it seems dangerous. I don't know. So. Lynchy. Yeah, no. That Nobody calls me Lynchy. not correct, is it? For those that don't know, Stephen Lynch, singer, comedian, actor. Prince impersonator. Tony nominated. How did I not know that until Wikipedia <laughs> told me? Is that a lie, too? No, that one's actually true. That's freaking incredible. I like to call myself Tony Loser. Oh, congratulations. You That's Tony my nickname. Loser. Tony Loser. That's what it is. With a capital L. One day, we're going to be tight enough that I can call you that whenever I want. <laughs> hey, Tony. Tony Loser. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a character I do in my act. He's right. a you know, very stereotypical uh, Italian-American. So, Tony Loser. Right. I first saw you, as a lot of people first saw you, like on a Comedy Central special. Yep. Then I ended up seeing you live at the Marat in Indianapolis, and I saw you somewhere in Bloomington at IU. Oh, wow. And those two shows, you ended the show with a a whole Prince situation. That was when I was traveling. I was doing shows with Rod and my friend David Josephsberg. That was that tour. That's right. And I, I don't remember... Why I decided to do this, but I thought it would be fun to end the show with a rousing rendition of Purple Rain. And so we set it up at the beginning of the show. I would talk about how I had a dream last night that I was Prince. Mm -hmm. And then we would sort of reference it every 10, 15 minutes in the show. So, you know, you would sort of forget about it, but it was always kind of in the back of your head. And then I, I don't even remember the bit, but somehow we sang Purple Rain at the end. Yeah, yeah. How did it? I, you know, we did like a karaoke version of it. We have a we'd give the backing, s- track. The backing track to the sound guy, and we'd yeah. say, "All right, when I say this, hit those, right. you know, hit the thing." And the first, you know, that famous chord would, or the karaoke version of that famous chord, which right. is like sort of right, but you know, you know, there's like Not one note missing quite, somewhere. Right. right. <laughs> I remember just being a big Stephen Lynch fan. Again, one day I'll be able to call you the cool name. And uh, Tony, Lusa. obviously, a huge Prince fan, and thinking, <laughs> see, one day. <laughs> We're going to be best friends, and here we are. Worlds collide. It happened. I wish I could explain that <laughs> the Purple Rain thing, but I completely forgot why we, I, we did it. It wasn't the same thing as the I Will Always Love You, right? Because you ended up doing that after. I don't remember. But it was an epic way to end the show. Yeah. It really because, was. You, know, like, I'm you not, get the crowd all into it, waving crowds their all arms. Into it. And, yeah. it was a somewhat bitter pill in that I realized that it it's you know a thousand times better than any song I'm ever going to write. <laughs> and I just spent an evening doing all my own <laughs> compositions for you. But the one that I choose to end the show with... <laughs> Is not my own, but look, if you think you're a better songwriter than Prince, you got problems. Now, when Prince passed, I got texts and phone calls from everyone I know. I think it was the day after 
I remember texting you saying, hey, did you did you hear the news or whatever? Which makes me sound like I'm Jehovah Witness. And um, <laughs> and then you responded. No, wait, I'm sorry, you didn't. But thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> all right. So anyway, <clears throat> I probably went, why is unknown caller asking me? <laughs> Ask him if I've heard the news. Wow. What Jesus freak. <laughs> I want you to go ahead and program my number in his best friend. Go ahead and do that for me real quick. BFF. Okay. Every time. That just Rod, happened. you'll still be OBFF. Original <laughs> best <laughs> there, friends forever. There is forever. not enough room here. You're going to have to make a decision. Wow. You, you know where this is going, right? You know you guys are going to end up becoming best friends. <laughs> I'm going to be out of the picture. You'll realize that the love you craved was there right in front of you all along. That's right. Are you writing a song With right now? Yeah, Is that what head. you're doing? Yep. All right. So let's talk about your music a little bit. The thing okay. that makes, to me, the thing that makes everything so funny outside of how incredibly inappropriate you are is the fact that every song sounds like it's about to be a smash hit written by, like, Diane Warren. There's something going on that sounds like, oh, there's no way this song is a joke. There's no, right. This song is about to hit me hard. Yeah. This is going to give me goosebumps. And then a line will pop up about, I don't know, fisting. So Right. It makes sense, right? It makes total sense. I mean, if you're going to write a song about fisting, <laughs> which I have, and it's on my new record. Your wife must be so proud. <laughs> she pays the bills. <laughs> um, if you're going to write a song about fisting, you can go one of two ways, I think. That's what she said? You can, you can write like a... <laughs> Stick your finger in your butt and your fist. Which, like, who would want to listen to that? Or you can write a real song. You can write a love song. That, a song, like you say, that you know you think is something you might hear on the radio or whatever. And then you throw the fisting part in. And that's where, you know, the Matt. juxtaposition of the subject matter and the, and the hopefully quality music that's what makes it an interesting song and that's what and that's what allows people to be able to listen to it more than once and i go oh that was kind of funny and then never listen to it again have you ever had any interest in doing just a legitimate like rock album or pop album or something that wasn't based in comedy yeah uh, I, I have some songs written for my forthcoming non-comedy for real yeah, it's called uh, Tony Loser Sings the Blues. You're such a jerk. <laughs> well, because I'm paying you a huge compliment because no, no, your music you. and your vocals are stupid amazing, right? So you totally could be, you know, the next Scott Stapp. <laughs> Is that bad? I want to be the first Scott Stapp. <laughs> uh, hey, what, by the way, by the way, can we all agree that Scott Stapp has become the elephant man? What happened? Have you seen pictures of him recently? I have no. not. Oh. Last year. What's wrong? I don't know. Somebody needs to find out, though. <laughs> no, His no. face grew. Keeps, Something happened. I can't explain it. Is it like what happened to yeah. Alec Baldwin? Everyone, <laughs> everyone go Google uh, Scott Stapp before and after and see what happens, and I'm going to change your life. Scott Stapp was like the final evolution of what began with Eddie Vedder, right? Like, it, it oh. started with maybe Eddie Vedder, mother, maybe Mother Love Bone before yeah. that. Scott Stapp was where the lemmings threw themselves into the ocean. 
I don't, Creed was really cool for like a second, and then something happened with arms wide open. Yeah. Arms wide open. Listen, I'm not. I'm not going to try to tell you how to do your job, but maybe you should start ending your shows now with arms wide open. Are you daring me to do that? I double dog dare you. Because I will do it. I know that you love Scott Stapp. Don't pretend. Yeah, I do. Can we do some live music? Can Is it too early to ask you to break out a guitar? What do you have over there? Do you have a guitar? Do you have? What's over there? All sorts of things. We do not need a dildo. Jeez, man. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. I don't sing without at least one dildo inside of my body. With arms wide open. Makes the writer very awkward. <laughs> right? Yeah. I wasn't expecting to um, get to it quite this quickly. But oh, I'm. well, we don't have let's to. Let's do it. We can cuddle first, whatever. All right. Who cuddles first? <laughs> are you single, Rod? No. And are, are you married? I'd be happy to hear that. Huh? No. <laughs> What kind of answer is that? No. Uh, I just had my fourth year anniversary yesterday of being engaged. Congratulations. All right. So what do you want to play for us first? Oh, wait. Do I understand you guys are going to play brand new music just because we're now best friends and I'm the first yeah. person to get to hear? All right. I'm about to walk right out of here. I swear. All right. Well, the song thanks for coming called, in, Rod. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the song is called New Song for My New Best Friend. Yes. Oh, God, you've won again. With, with backing vocals by my old best friend. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> All right. This may be a little rough, because this is this is not on my new record, by the way. This It's too new. This is for the next record. Wow. It's now sort of finished. I think it's sort of finished. We think so. You want to w- right. write a couple of verses before we do it? <laughs> Can you hear that guitar? Mm-hmm. Guess what would be peachy keen? What? A time machine. Ooh. Yeah, it's got me thinking. About what? Imagine all you could do with it. Like killing baby Hitler or saving Mr. Lincoln. That's great. That's great. But wait. But wait. I've, I've got, got other ideas, ideas if you know what I mean. So hop in. Hop in. Let's begin. Begin. I'm going to fuck shit up with this time machine. Radio version. You know what you got to do first, Rod? What's that? You already said it. Oh, yeah. Step one, baby Hitler's dead. Yeah. Chopped off his baby head <laughs> and did a little dancing. Woo. Step two, set the hyperdrive to 1935. Why? Kill baby Charlie Manson. Such fun. Such fun. I'm not done. Not done. In 26, 26 I got, got baby Edie. I mean, let's go. Let's go. Too slow. Too slow. So many babies to kill with this time machine. Harvey Weinstein in 52 Nothing could save you From the bullet that your face took 
84, I don't give a fuck. I'm killing babies up. Why? To save the world from Facebook. I'm psyched. I'm psyched. I spike. I spike. Baby, Baby Cosby's bottle was strychnine. Then shot. Then shot. Whole pot. Whole pot. But I got there late, so he died as a teen. Timothy McVeigh, boom, I'll get him in the womb before he does his first crime. Up last, baby Robert E. Lee, if he's dead, you see, the South won't rise the first time. Now I'm done, I'm done. we had fun. had fun, got, got some, some terrible, terrible babies off of the, the scene. Disagree, Disagree. You're, free. you're free to go, go kill go, baby go, me with, with your time machine. I uh, did not expect to get a history lesson today. <laughs> that you did, my friend. Uh, thank you, by the way, for not putting baby Dana in there, because that would have made me sad. I mean, why would I go back in time to kill you? <clears throat> I know, we wouldn't be able to be best friends. Right, uh, exactly. Look, go what year were you born, friend. Rod? <laughs> <laughs> That's none of your business and none of your concern. <laughs> wow, somebody's defensive. <laughs> I was the one thing that song's missing. If I can critique, is maybe an appearance by Kanye. I don't know, like just a little, hey fam, you know, throw that. You want to kill baby Kanye? No, no. Wow, Kanye Twitty. He wrote so many great country songs. Oh, wow. (laughs) Sorry, I just watched that Ken Burns documentary. Sixteen hours. I saw you tweet about that. All I can think about is, you know. Conway Twitty now. I so Country want Danger Mouse to do that album. <laughs> Kanye Twitty. <laughs> if somebody would have told me one day Conway Twitty will be mentioned more than once on your podcast, I would have said, no. <laughs> Not going to happen. Not going to happen. It's a Prince co- podcast, right? Get ready to I blow want... up. <laughs> I know. I wonder how many listeners we just lost after uh, we killed babies. I wonder if that was a... No, but we're not... No, you're right. We're killing babies. <laughs> Well, if my time machine is not yet completed, okay. So I, who knows if I'll ever go back in time and really test my myself. I know it's just an alarm clock hooked up to a Polaroid camera. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of works. Wow! I hit a button, takes a picture, and look, there's me a few seconds ago. (laughs) Oh, that's that's kind of a time machine. Genius! Back in time. Haven't killed any babies. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about musical influences because your voice. I feel like Stephen Lynch is like a fan of Bad Company kind of stuff, and then all of a sudden, there's a lot of high pitch stuff that I feel like is kind of princey, falsetto-y. Yeah. So, where do you fall when it comes to just like growing up? What kind of music were you into? Uh. I liked a lot of folk music. Oh, yeah? Because that's what my parents listened to. A lot of Simon and Garfunkel. No kidding. I didn't expect that. And then Journey was my big band. I'm sorry. When I was like... Okay. I love Journey. I'm just... When I was like 13... Steve Perry's one of the best vocalists that's ever lived, so... Yeah, I mean, I don't... You know, I'm not claiming I 
try to sound like, and I, nobody can sound like Steve Perry's except Greg Jafria. Or joke for one person. Or or, uh, or or all of the people that filled in for him that right. were just like him. Right. How did that happen? Yeah, Every Filipino yeah. guy they could hire sounded just like him. He's great. Yeah, they're all Steve oh, Gary. All of the other Steves. Yeah, Steve. All yeah. Of they're great. Yeah, but they're not Steve Perry. Well, they don't breathe like him. They, you know. He's just, Should have been gone. <laughs> yeah. No how I. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Steve is the best. I love Steve Perry and his broken hip. So, uh, so probably subconsciously, all that like '80s Journey stuff influences the way I write. Right. Like, it has to. You know what I mean? Even though I'm not trying to sound like them, obviously, not, this stuff doesn't sound like Journey. But there's got to be some element of them that I'm incorporating somewhere way in the back of my brain. Somehow, the idea was to be sort of like a Spinal Tap version of, or, or like a folky version of Spinal Tap, in which you would think these are real folk songs, but <laughs> but they'd be horribly profane and inappropriate. And then, and then they sort of did that themselves with yeah, the folksmen. The folksmen. <laughs> but by that point, I had already sort of said, you know what? Let me just write songs that I kind of like instead of trying to do a style necessarily. The last time we spoke, I, I was a complete professional, did zero research because I thought, I'm your biggest fan. We're going to be best friends. Yeah. I've already been through his garbage. What else do I need it, to do? You know, right? Wikipedia tab, close. Right. I don't need to look at this. This time I did a, I did a bunch of Googling that did me absolutely no good. Okay. Except for, and I, I've already followed you on Twitter for years, but the thing about your Twitter outside of the picture... <laughs> Outside the picture with a giant dildo in the background, which a running theme that was hilarious, Thanks. was the fact that Weird Al Yankovic follows you, and I thought that's interesting. Are you friends, or is he just like, what is this guy doing? I sing and I'm funny. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I was curious about. I don't know why he follows me. Yeah, have you Frankly, ever met him? No, that's weird. Never met the man. That's yeah. really strange. Who doesn't love Weird Al? <laughs> oh, I love Weird Al, but it's yeah, weird that he's weird following Al. you. It is weird. I don't. I don't know. I, I have no idea how I came to be even. I mean, there's on no his radar. There's no connection. It's it's not close to the same thing. He literally makes parodies of songs. Yeah. Well, he also writes original songs. Yeah, but, he does have some. But, but obviously, he's famous for his his parodies. Yeah. I don't know. Outside of doing the music. Is there anything else going on for you? Because I know, Leo, you know, like we talked about, you are a Tony loser. I am Tony loser. Yes, you are. I'm not you... a Tony loser. Okay, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Mr. Tony in fact, loser. In fact, my novelty Twitter handle is the Tony loser. <laughs> if that is not taken oh. yet, I am getting it right now. <laughs> Too late, my friend. <laughs> I hate, uh, I hate oh, when people I, are do you that. asking me if I'm doing other like stage things or like is there is there anything else cooking for you because I know that you're a superstar because we're best friends and I'm just wondering <laughs> if one day you're gonna pop up on a sitcom or something. No man, I'm gonna have a Netflix Zoo, series. Michigan, you know, like <laughs> not, I don't go on a lot of auditions here. Well, we do have that YouTube show that we've got, which is about you uh, trying to live your life with a guy who's following you around, telling everyone that he's your best friend. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> right. The stalker one. Right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Look for that. Yeah. That's wow. It's coming soon. He's, does a radio, that guy, he's a radio DJ. Does that guy have <laughs> colorful hair? <laughs> he's he, he's he is, really into... <laughs> he's really into um, Rockwell. Right. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> I actually, and, and ironically, I always feel like he's watching me. Right. <laughs> I always whoa, color my whoa. hair so I can hide in his wife's underwear drawer and just be camouflage. Right. <laughs> see? And you just, just yep. see your eyes pop like out. Like an ET right. situation. Right. Yep. 
Um, no, I don't really have it. No, I'm, I don't audition for things anymore. I used to like way back in the day, but you know, I moved here to sort of get away from it all. To like live life and yeah, just you know, write songs, record them, and then go tour every once in a while. Let's talk about the real hero, your wife. Okay. So one thing that I read is that if your wife doesn't laugh, you're you you can the idea. Is that true? So do you do you test it things used out? To be. Okay. I, we, I don't really do that anymore. Well, but. because you guys, you've been together for a minute, right? I mean, yeah. it's that's just part of marriage. Like, I've been with my fiance now for five years. I've been engaged for four because I'm a loser and I haven't married her yet. And uh, <laughs> so she doesn't laugh at anything that I say anymore. Anything. So that's just, that's what time does, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you'd be throwing all your ideas out, I guess. I want to agree with you. But she's she might listen? She might be listening. She's behind me right no, now, no, no, isn't that's she? That's not what I mean. I mean that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your wife might be correct. <laughs> oh, it, it was just a subtle oh. thing, but it was too, it was too subtle. So I apologize for that. Um, no, 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 no. See, I, see, I Rod, used... Rod, see how best friends can joke with each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't, you don't, don't get be this mad. kind of uh, ball busting if you're not no. super close. Right? Absolutely, no, you my, yeah. Tony loser. Tony, Tony loser. Playing this weekend at the Duck Inn Waddle Out. <laughs> Duck in Waddle Out. That's an actual bar in Kalamazoo. Classic. I, you know writing. what? I probably said that to like somebody who was interviewing me like 20 years ago, <laughs> and it was probably true then, but not anymore. Now she would rather not hear anything, much like you're betrothed. She <laughs> she's so used to me, you know, like what I do. It's like nothing surprises Let me be surprised her now, right? For a minute, when I come to see you, you do a show, you know? right? Let, let me not have heard every because you know I write and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite. I'm still rewriting songs from like my first album. Like, if that seems like we'll, productive. Go the, we'll go on yeah. the road and I'll be like, hey, you know, this might be funnier, this one line, you know, the, to a song that I've sung 20 billion times. Right. And so if I played every change I made for her just to see if she would laugh, she would have, you know, killed me or herself by now. I can easily pick a favorite song off of all your albums because I'm that person's going to make you uncomfortable, a fan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> can you pick. A favorite song from like maybe your last three albums. Uh, Just like one from each. My last three albums. Oh yeah, of course. What what was the third to last one? Three balloons. Oh, three balloons. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, that one's easy. That's um, crazy peanuts, <laughs> <laughs> which is a song about the peanuts gang, but sung in a in you know my profane way. The last record, Lion, would be um, Night I Laid You Down. Oh what God! We talked about the. Um, it's basically a, a man and his wife, I guess, um, singing what you think is, you know, a nice romantic, romantic song. song reminiscing about the night they first made love. And it turns, and, and it into, turns an into an argument. Yeah. About what song was on the radio that night? And it's it turns into this. That's that's one of my back that's forth. one of my all time favorite songs too. We were young, maybe twenty. You wore a white dressing gown Drinking wine and dancing slowly On the night I laid you down In the moonlight revealed your body as the radio played some old Phil Collins song And we believed 
something holy on the night I laid you down. stupid arguments. Oh, they're all stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I I love that one. And I sang that one on the record and touring for a long time with Courtney J, who's a singer songwriter herself. She can sing. She can sing. She's on this new record as well. And then Rod and I went out, uh, just the two of us to tour a couple of years ago to test out material for this new record. And we, we were like, we can't sing that song. And we're like, you know what? Let's just give it a shot. And so we sang The Night I Laid You Down. <laughs> yeah. and, and like for one second, the audience is like, ha, it's two guys. And then they forget about that. And right? it just becomes about two yeah. people having a stupid argument. Right. So thank God we can still do that song. Because yeah, it is my favorite from that record. That's and then great. my favorite one from this new record is probably, well, if I'm being honest, it's probably Omaha. Yes. Which is the fisting song. Best friends. <laughs> See, one. we're best friends. Omaha. inside me and I forgot my safe word Is it Hamilton or Aaron Burr? Every time I get it wrong it's another inch deeper Oh Jesus 
you're hanging from an old meat hook Is it stop? Why would it be? I asked her for a hint But she just took a piss on me Oh Jesus which is a it's kind of a weird song about a guy who's became a ghost as like a surly teenager and he's not good at being a ghost and he's sort of lamenting his bad ghostiness. I expected never... you to say dead sexy. Isn't that what that's called? No, that, there's a different one, dead sexy, which is just about me wanting to have sex, have sex with, with dead people. <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to say. Not, not while they're dead. I, anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but that one never really clicked live very well. Terrible ghost. Terrible ghost. Right. And so we just made it like a... A, a studio because the new record is a, is a two discs it's a studio album and a live album two for one and we left it off of the live version because it just never really did well live but I love it as a as a it's song a on, the, track, on the studio yeah. track it's, yeah I just like the music for it I guess it's kind of funny but it's just I just like the song I, I really like that too I, I streamed the album on Spotify uh-huh. at first I just thought well I'm probably just going to listen to oh, the studio I, I part, you part listen of it. to it on Spotify because every time you listen to it they come into my house with one of those oversized novelty checks <laughs> for millions of dollars 
millions of millions of portions of cents. Thank you, Spotify. Four and a half cents. Yes, in the calendar per million place. Twenty eighteen. All right, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I worked in the record business. I know how much of a joke that crap is. (laughs) So I thought I would only listen to the studio versions. Yeah. When I saw that it was both. Right. But it is so much better to listen to the studio album version than the live version. Yeah. It it gives you a whole new life. Right. And you have to do it in that order, I feel like. Yeah. Because you hear the high quality version produced and then you hear the crowd reacting. Right. We did that on the last one on Lion. Yeah. And because I couldn't decide what I wanted to do. I was like, I know I would love to go into a studio and record a record. But I also know that as because it's comedy, people like to hear an audience laughing. They like a live uh, experience. Right. And I just I just couldn't went back and forth. I was like, I don't know. What to, and finally, I just thought, well, why not? Why not just make it a double record? And then whatever you enjoy, you can listen to. If I were smart, I would make it two separate records that you have to pay for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you you know what? I'd rather just give people a choice, you know, and, and, you know, it might change over time. You might love the studio version of Omaha. And then one day you hear the live version and go, you know what? I think I like that one better. And then that's the one you listen and to. There's something so. a little selfish about it, too, because like I, I love every album that you've done. That's been live. Not, not, not as much as I do. <clears throat> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> You're you're allowed to love more than me, but you'll never love closer. So wow. we, <laughs> wow. I don't even know what that meant, but I don't wow. either, but it sounded kind of profound somehow. <laughs> Where's my guitar? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but like, I can't listen to the Craig Machine because, uh, as as good as the songs are, it's just Stephen with a few musicians, and sometimes it's just like there's a little bit there that's uh, like the the songs are awesome, but it's just so simple. Yeah. Now I go back and I listen; it's a little more sonically interesting. I can't listen to the lot. And here's what I'm trying to figure out: the production. I, I know I say a lot of complimentary things because I'm creepy, but the production on this it's, album, it's cool, man. the production on this album is just phenomenal. Seriously. Thank you. We did it all locally here. I mean, I mean, phenomenal. La from Luna the, Studios. The, the, every instrument from the mandolin, the, the harmonica, everything sounds so good, right? Yeah. 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 No, so, they did a great job. A bunch of friends and I, people who are now my friends, I didn't know them that well when I enlisted them to help me, but, um, Mike first and. Ben Lau and Ian Gorman, we all just sat in a room and figured it out. And then over a period of months, I would go in for a couple hours here and a few hours there. All of a sudden we had a really beautiful, I thought it was a really beautifully made record. So It really is. Yeah. yeah. Now, when I, when I listened to the two back to back, what I tried to pick out, but I could not find it. Mm-hmm. In my head when I hear it live, I think when Stephen Lynch is writing music, is he planning breaks for the laughter? Oh, that's a good question. I've never, I've never thought about that. Because when you do it live, it all fits perfectly. Like you are cueing them for the punchline, just enough time between your next vocal. Right. So the laughter fits in without people missing anything. I suppose anything. probably subconsciously I am doing it that yeah. way. Yeah, because I feel like you, you really like like play volleyball with them. Like you're literally setting it up <laughs> because you punch them and you always, depending on what kind of punchline it is, yeah. you kind of signal to the crowd with your face the good thing's coming. Do you realize that you're doing that? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about when he does stuff sure. like that? Oh, is it when he... I go, ah, <laughs> here we go. Get ready, audience. <laughs> You know, now you're making me want to write a song where I put all the punchlines at the beginning of the line and just screw myself completely. Wow. 
my, huh. my favorite just part to see is if it works when yeah. you come out on stage and you say are you ready to laugh <laughs> oh my god I, no I never thought about that I, I mean I, maybe it is subconscious you've been doing it, this for a couple of years be, because, so yeah you, yeah right I mean right. you're no amateur you're Tony Loser I'm the Tony Loser at the Duck In Waddle Out this weekend hey what kind of alcoholic are you? Seriously, like I've only driven by it. I'm, I'm I don't scared to go you. inside. You seem like the kind of guy to send karaoke at a Ramada in. I don't know. <laughs> that's, but that's just I go in with a boombox and my own microphone. Wow, that's classy. And your, own, your your song. That's right. <laughs> that's really depressing. They're not even songs you, you people know because you just wrote them. That's right. I don't, I don't know. The, cl- the classy way you're dressed today, Rod, it seems like you wouldn't go into a place like that. Well, <clears throat> so uh, dressed up for radio. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Do you want to do another live song? I got one more I can do. Another newie, not off the uh, not off the record. All right, let's try this one. Should I try it, Rod? Yeah. This song is based on a true story. <laughs> Something that happened to me. I don't know, like about a year ago. In fact, I called Rod in a panic when it happened, and he was no help to me whatsoever. Not at all. Uh, let me try it, and I'll struggle through this one. Let's Here we go. I'm afraid to talk, stare at the TV. Feel like everyone here is looking at me How long will this last? It's getting more intense Piece it together, man, see if it even makes sense Let's see, I ate a special cookie Waited, did nothing to me Two more now I might just die I am way too high <laughs> Oh I supposed to take a nibble by the way just a nibble Someone cracks a joke I laugh too hard I think they're all having fun but me I forgot how to blink How long has it been? The clock says 12.02 Check it again in an hour It's 12.02 And now my brain is Hot and hazy Here's a thought that's crazy Just stand up Man, I want to try, but I am way too high. I can do it. I can stand up. (laughs) Now I'm up. I'm walking like a zombie toward the snack dish. some chips and some gummy worms hey this cookie looks delish oh no oh no oh no
Just act normal now Don't forget to breathe And if anyone asks your name is Sleeth No, Steve Try to just have fun How bad could it be? One last check of the clock It's 12.03 I guess I'll wait for That last cookie See what it does to me Maybe write a song about why I am way too high I love it. So I love it. Was that a? I, I'm sorry. Was that totally a true story? Or just based on a true story? Based on a true story. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a pot guy, and every once in a while, I get this bug up my ass. Like, maybe I should be a pot guy. All my friends are pot guys, and so Rod. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, tell tales out of school. But yes, Rod. <laughs> I wasn't with a group of people like I am in the song, but I was just sitting upstairs watching TV and I had some old edibles and I was like, let me just get in there. Oh, this is pleasant. Let me eat a little more. And then, you know, as it happens when you don't know what you're doing and you eat too much. And then I was just it was just hours of me sitting on that couch. (laughs) I was recently schooled on this and. uh Okay, so it could take 45 minutes to an hour to kick in. Yeah. But then the yeah. effects can last for up to 10 hours. Yeah. That it's it did. Well, it, you know what? It, and you've, <laughs> you've made jokes on stage like as if you did smoke weed. Yeah. And it reminds Show me of... Showbiz. Yeah, I know. Right. It reminds me of Ron White. Have you ever met Ron White? No. You know who Ron White is? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he always seems to be just half in the bag during yeah. and he's drinking scotch. And then when I met him backstage after a show, 100% sober. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, dude, I thought you were just trash. He goes, sweet tea. Yeah. yeah. I pretend to be funny. That's uh, That's been my thing. And uh, look where I am now. Huh? I can. That's true. Because I, I met him. <laughs> well, not funny at all, but his act. I'm just kidding. Best See? friend. Best friends. Yeah. Just busting bees, bestie. <laughs> busting bees. Just, bu- just busting some bees. I can't look at either of you right now. Uh. All right, we'll put our pants back on. So, all right, the new album, by the way, This Old Heart. My Old Heart. My Old Heart. Yep. Now, My Old Heart, before we let you go, I should ask you what inspired Omaha, but no, what oh. inspired My Old Heart? Because that song is quite a bit different than the rest of the album. Would is you, it? Wouldn't you agree, though? The rest of the album gets a little more hardcore. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a little, it's not quite as, yeah, you, you, you're probably right. Um, I, well, that song started out as not a funny song. Maybe that's why. It's going to be on Tony Loser Sings the Blues. <laughs> you know, a real, I don't want to say real song, but, a, you know, a non-funny song. And I, I just, maybe it's because I wait so long to sort of hit the first punchline or something. That, yeah. I, I don't know why it's different from the rest. but that was but Maybe that it's was, just my imagination. It was yeah. delightful to watch it when we went out on tour with it. Because the last time that we were talking to you, we weren't, we hadn't, taken any of this music you'd barely written anything yeah i just right? had a couple of songs so we went we when we finally went out like i would go out 
every single night into the audience to watch the first 10 minutes because the first two songs was My Old Heart and Omaha, just like on the album. Mm -hmm. And Stephen takes a long time to get to that first joke. Uh, I, like, I like to sort of torture them. And <laughs> it was delightful to watch the audience lose their faith just a little bit in him. We didn't sign up for this. Yeah, he gets to the part where that first punchline should be, and it doesn't hit. Right. And you'd see people turn to each other questioningly. Like, yeah, it's like, it going to be two hours of this right. bullshit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was, well, because there's, there's inevitably a guy like me that's pushing Stephen Lynch on his friends like it's a drug. Right. Do right. Try it. Try it. So then everybody pays to come and they're just sitting there like, all right, dude, we're halfway through the second verse. Right. What's happening right now? Right. This is right. funny. If you ever make another friend... <laughs> Unlikely, but if you do, it's, it's doubtful. Uh, and, you, and you want to introduce them to, to me, mm -hmm. don't tell them it's comedy. Then see what happens. Yeah, because then they might be like, "Oh yeah, this is you know this is a nice Perfectly song, whatever." Nice. And that, what did he just say? Right. That's because that's usually how how it happens. Undersell it. That exactly. Yeah. Don't let them know. Right. Then that's what I do with way. my life. <laughs> I want to keep their expectations low. So when I'm mediocre, I mean, I've overachieved. I see the room that we're in. Wow. Wow. That's <laughs> I see the bar that you set, and it's under the console here. What's she doing down there? Have you met my friend Bar? Okay. Roseanne? The Ew. Bar. No. Oh. Uh, All right. I don't want to end on a Roseanne do joke. Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> oh, Roseanne Bar That's, slash. That is a timely reference. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy that. that you and I are best friends and that Rod could witness it. And, and uh, I'm very happy for you. The torch has been passed. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go spend some time with. Valerie Bertinelli. <laughs> At the bar, the At duck, duck in, in waddle, waddle out. out. Yeah. Yeah? Rod, it really is me, good to see you in those me shorts. And, me and Tony and, Loser, uh, just hanging out. Tony Loser. Tony Loser. <laughs> How can we make sure that you are making just enough money to stay in Kalamazoo, but not enough to leave? So that people need to go download your album or buy this. You actually have a physical CD out now, right? Or no? Yeah, if you... If you if you still listen to physical CDs, you can order one, or you can get it from iTunes, Amazon, if you want to support the arts. <laughs> and Hello Kalamazoo, you still have up. I think it's up on Amazon and iTunes. Yeah. yeah. I watched it on Vimeo. S that's it. Yeah. We had a I had to download an app just to pay for that show. That's 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 how <laughs> dedicated I am. We were really hoping for Crackle, but that one fell through. So Crackle. <laughs> Those Crackle people are sons of They are really hard asses. They do not play Barely. <laughs> I left crackle. the crackle offices crying. Great. Wow. I said, I will never crackle again. <laughs> Jeez. We should have gone with Snap. Or Pop. I was right. thinking the That's same right. thing. <laughs> wow. I had nothing to do with those two shows. Jeez. But guess who's new best friends now? It's a tight race, fellas. <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> and by the way, for those of you that tuned in expecting a Prince podcast, I'm sorry and I love you. Stephen Lynch, thank maybe, you so maybe much. Maybe this could just be like um, an offshoot of your Prince podcast. Like we have a special non-Prince themed podcast episode. Or we could just make Prince noises and that will suffice. <laughs> <We're> just, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. I mean, Rod wore his high heels. I don't know. I did. Just for you. Thanks. Stephen Lynch, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And Rod, whatever. Get show notes, pictures, and more info on My Prince Story at MyPrincePodcast.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at My Prince Podcast. My Prince Story is recorded in my cozy Prince basement in Kalamazoo, Michigan.
I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.